1: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. Noor Tagori has the eyes and ears of our generation at her fingertips. At only 27 years old, the Libyan-American journalist, producer, and touring speaker has earned international recognition as one of the new media's most impactful voices by encouraging others to stand up, speak out, and be themselves. With an engaged community totaling over 2 million followers, Noor is using storytelling to highlight subcultures and share the perspectives of marginalized people with the world. She famously put U.S. sex trafficking under the microscope in her documentary and subsequent podcast series, Sold in America, which received a Gracie's Award in 2019 for Best Investigative Series. Known as Podcast Noir, she's embarked on a podcast interview series under her own production company called At Your Service to go beyond the highlight reel and delve into the mindsets of some of the world's most fascinating people. In this episode of Work Party, I have the pleasure of sitting down with the award-winning journalist to learn about her journey and becoming a pioneering voice of our generation, how she faces the hard conversations, and why you, too, should commit to speaking your truth. So let's get right into it. It's come to light in this new digital world where it's like people are so tuned in more so than they were before because they were commuting to work or going to a job or you know whatever like you're doing these things then you tune in as like an afterthought but because everyone's just tuned in 24/7 i feel like there's been these stories and these moments and a thing that's been interesting over the past year for me and i'm curious um to know from you as well is that I've gotten a lot of messages from people who are just like, I'm just so happy you guys didn't shut down. And I think a lot of people were like, we were so worried about you. And and these are people I do not know. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, it's so interesting. that But but it's still your community. Exactly. And like, that's something I want to talk to you about is like, when you're the leader of a team and like someone that people look up to and that, you know, whatever. And you're going through these crises over and over again. And you have to be the face of confidence and, knowledge and that we've got this. And then like how you reconcile that with what's actually happening in the world is I think so challenging and something I don't know if I was prepared for. I feel prepared for it now, but like, it's been really hard. How have you been kind of grappling with that?
1: Just hearing you say that like puts a pit in my stomach again, because something that you just said right now, I wasn't prepared for it then, but I'm prepared for it now you can also translate that sentence to, "I just grew so much in the last year." like that's that is what that means is you becoming prepared for something that you didn't know you would be able to handle. I mean, your creating cultivate in l a was one of the last events that I had spoken at. And I remember starting that week was when people started pulling out of events or canceling events. Mm-hmm. Vir- the idea of like transitioning an event to virtual wasn't even, really on people's radars immediately because we just didn't know what was going to happen with money in general. So everybody was just like canceling. And for me, speaking in public is my bread and butter. That's how I get paid so that I can produce the stuff that I want to produce or the series that I want to produce on my own terms. And that was terrifying, still is pretty terrifying, but I wouldn't trade that journey, this journey for anything. I have found different things that I come back to that make everything make sense. And what I mean by that is when I am in the middle of freaking out and thinking to myself, what do I do next? What's going to work? What's going to hit? What's going to, whatever I say to myself, what do I want? Like, how can I be of service to myself? what is the story that I need? What is the interview that I need? So I started this daily show, live show called At Your Service Hour, AYS Hour that I was doing because I didn't know what else to do except for the thing that I do, which is ask questions and tell stories. And I wanted to be of service to people by curating these conversations that I needed, that I needed to hear. And I realized when you are of service to yourself and you channel that to be of service to other people, It ends up working out way better because people see your heart and your mind being opened in a way that gives them permission to do the same. I'm sure Create and Cultivate for you came about because you were creating a space that you needed for yourself. When you are able to face those needs and you're able to say that this is worth living for, that this is worth fighting for, it makes it easier to take on the challenges. I mean, we had just started a company literally called at your service. So I didn't have the option to give up because I, I needed to make a living. I still need to make a living and I need to figure like we're figuring things out, but at least I know that every single thing that I do, every single project that I take on, I believe in so deeply. I had this reckoning actually yesterday. I've been, I've been engaging in the process of morning pages for I've been re- like I just started reading The Artist's Way. I've been writing morning pages, which for those of you who don't know is just simply the practice of freehanding three pages every morning. And it's not journaling; it's just your stream of consciousness—what you're annoyed about, what you're upset about, the things that you need to figure out. Every single time I've done it, I have had so many unlocks. And the unlock that I had yesterday was: I have this this podcast, it's Podcast More, and I have been struggling with like figuring out what I wanted, how I wanted to turn it because it was previously known as the process. And I had to like face myself and realize that there are times, there are projects that happen in my life that I do put in the effort and it does deliver, but the intention and the heart isn't always there. And I think when I was doing my interview series, which I'm still doing, but now have a completely different perspective, even though the interviews are really great, I used to always compare, not compare it, but I would just say like, Yeah, I'm doing this in the meantime because like I'm in the middle of the process of working on an investigative thing. And I didn't give it the same attention that it deserved and the love and care and nurturing that it deserved. And I go back to those interviews and I'm like, these are literally like major educational pieces with people that, you know, it's really hard to get access to. You need to like you need to take this stuff seriously. Anything that you commit to, anything that you touch, anything that you do especially after the year that we just went through, if you are not willing to put yourself both feet into it, it's just not going to do what you want it to do. And not only that, but now that I've pivoted my mentality, there are several reasons why I have, but I'm so excited for this show. I know that it can serve, like it can also serve me. I think I was always thinking about how can I make these theories that are going to be of service to other people But then I found myself depleting in energy and in like my mental capacity and stuff. And I was like, people enjoy when you are winning and you are learning and you're developing things that you would do for you because people who like, you know, are on the same brainwave as you need that too. And you already have, it's like almost having this guaranteed focus group that you just know that, you know, if, if you care about it enough, there's going to be a group, the smallest viable audience in the words of Seth Godin out there who are going to love it and need it too. I know that
0: was a lot, but that is kind of the
1: train of thought I've had in the last few
0: days. Let me interrupt myself for one second to talk to you guys about our crowd. Wish you were in early on some of the best performing IPOs of 2019 and 2020. Our crowd investors were, and now you can join them in what's next. With our crowd, accredited investors have access to invest directly, easily, and most importantly, early. Our crowd investors have benefited from our crowd companies, IPOing like beyond meat or being bought by companies like Intel, Nike, Microsoft and Oracle. Here's how it works. Our crowds investment professionals leverage their extensive network to review some of the most promising private companies and startups in the world. Once our crowd has selected a deal, they offer accredited investors the opportunity to invest alongside them with the same terms. If you're an accredited investor, you can join our crowd for free and review the correct deals. You can participate in single company deals for as little as $10,000 or one of our crowd's funds for as little as $50,000. As a bonus... You'll have access to Our investor relations team, who you can talk to directly on the phone about your personal investment goals. Today, you can join Our Crowd's investment in Future Family, the fintech innovator removing the cost and complexity barriers of fertility care. As they transform the rapidly growing, multi billion dollar fertility care industry, Future Family's products give everyone the opportunity to build the family of their dreams. You can get in early on Future Family and other unique opportunities at ourcrowd.com slash party. The OurCrowd account is free. Just go to ourcrowd.com slash party.
1: at the papaya podcast and the birds papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week.
0: I love that because I think that's very much in line with something that I realized too last year, which was really that, and to your point, like I'm doing this project because I'm focused on this or like, I'm going to get to this end point. And I think like One of the things that I've been really thinking about was, and one of the things that came to light for me was also like, what if this all went away? Like, what would you do then? Like, who would you be? Because like, I've been on an eight year adrenaline rush of building and growing and jumping from plane to plane and to event to event and like taking exciting meetings and doing the exciting things. But I've always been like, okay, but like, then we're going to get to this. And like, then we're going to get there. And like, when we do that, I'll feel good. And like, I'll feel like I made it. And I feel like I'll be successful. It's like when all this was just like, oh, actually this might go away because of what's happening in the world and, or like Everything's changed. It was like this massive wake-up call of like now is when it counts. Like everything you're doing now is what's important and like being in the present and not living in like the future self of like what you think you'll well, you- that's also just a waste of time because one, you don't know if you're gonna live
1: to that future self. Like tomorrow is not guaranteed for us. We know that harder than we we've ever known it given this year. And also the journey, the process, the practice, those are the things that, that actually matter because the outcome is always going to change your, your intended outcome. Your goals are always going to change. And every time you reach that goal, you're going to continue to move the goalpost. And that's just not the point. And I know like now I've gotten to a point where every single day, like I've been thinking about death a lot, obviously because of the last year. And I just think like, if I didn't wake up tomorrow, would I be happy with the life that I lived? If I can say yes, absolutely. I'm great. And now I can totally say that. I think the last few years I've really felt this way, but it's just like doing things with that intention and being like, I am going to commit to this day. I'm going to commit to this day. Cause that's the most you can do. I've never, especially because I'm a speaker, you know, you, sometimes you get requests that are like two years out. And I've just always been like, who do I think I am booking two years out in my calendar? Events, it's even harder because you kind of, you have to do that, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be alive then. And now it just even more so seems silly. You still have to like lock things in and book things in, but I've never felt attached to those because I'm only letting myself feel attached to like the now in the present because nothing else matters.
0: Yeah. And, and that whole idea of committing to things in the future, I think has fully died. <laughs> like <laughs> No one is committing to anything. Like, you know, it's so funny. Cause it's like, I feel like everyone in 2020 was like, well, 2021, 2021, 2021. And now we're in 2021. Everyone's like, well, maybe end of 2021 or like 2022. It's like, no one can really, but I, I mean, I understand that. I remember posting this meme that I found like right when Corona hit and everything was crazy that was like the good news is a lot can change in 30 days the bad news is a lot can change in 30 days wow yeah and like and I remember thinking like god that's so true everything in the entire world changed in a minute and there are still eerie reminders that have been left for us like whenever we go
1: into the city and we go, we used to live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we walk by the Williamsburg cinema and there's still like a huge movie poster for Mulan coming out in March something. And I just feel like sick to my stomach because I'm just like, this movie theater has not been changed. The idea that, you know, people still have stuff at their desk at work that they haven't been, like they haven't gone back to get.
0: I went back to our office I mean, I want to say it was like three months ago and one of our account executives, like she has pictures of her kids on her desk. And it was like this creep, like I was like, I just had this moment that I was like lives were here, like lives were lived here. Like so yeah. creepy handmade and, and it's like
1: when we go back, inshallah, the people who go back are going back as completely different people who have left their yes. stuff there. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I think that I have- really realized the most is every day I'm a new person. Every day I am changing rapidly. Even looking at photos of exactly a year ago, I'm just like, that kid did not know. like we did not there's just so much that you're going to learn. It's just it's been a rapid speed of of growth and and learning. and I'm grateful for it. I do think that I've found that, you know there are still a lot of people who are just waiting and they're waiting for this all to be over. And I understand everybody has, you know, we're all going through different things, all going through different forms of grief, but there's just, there's nothing to wait for. Yeah. I think that if anything this past year has taught us is that you can't wait to do anything because tomorrow's not guaranteed for you. If you just have to pivot, you have to figure it out. You have to figure out how you're going to do it. We figured out how to pivot in a way that, you know, I didn't know I'd ever have to, but will hopefully serve us for the rest of our, however long we're still here. And I am I have so much gratitude for that very hard lesson.
0: Yeah. And when you think about, there's no re-entry, but like when we get back to a semblance of normalcy or how it was, what are you nervous about?
1: Initially, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm nervous about just realizing that you can touch people again and hug people again and things like that, because that is a really, I'm a very affectionate person, physical touch is really big for me. I hug strangers. Like I miss hugging strangers. So I think getting over this fear of getting sick, maybe that's something I'm nervous about, but I would say I'm excited to see everyone again. I'm excited to cry with people. I'm excited to come out, hopefully surviving with other people. The only thing I'm nervous about might just be that like, I don't know when I'm
0: going to stop wearing a mask. If ever. And and honestly, like, same, it's so funny because I look back at photos from creating Cultivates and it's like the whole audience and everyone's like hugging and like everyone's together. And it feels crazy. I've seen some funny things too. People posing like, why am I so uncomfortable watching movies where people are like at yeah, concerts? Like, I, I watched Broad City. I watched Broad City for the first
1: time during like, quarantine which was so healing to see New York that way. I've never seen New York done that amazingly. Pretend it's the city is also really good, but Broad City, there's so many scenes where they like are falling on top of people or like in the subway jam-packed and everyone's sweating on everyone. And I was just like, what do you mean?
0: That's just New York. Physical touch will be so interesting in how it manifests and how it gets back to, if it ever gets back to like how it was, because especially, especially with strangers to your point, or like people that you're just meeting, or, you know, like you shake a hand, you hug a person. I have a
1: vivid, vivid memory of two days before having gone on lockdown. And I had already started like avoiding, you know, handshakes and stuff. And I went into this meeting that I had with somebody and they introduced me to their friend who was there. And the friend like came in to like, shake my hand and hug. And I was like, Oh, I'm not trying to do that right now. And then they grabbed me and hugged me. they were like, what do you mean? Like, like they just like made fun of it. This was literally three days before we went on lockdown, I was so uncomfortable. For some reason, that memory just pops up into my head a lot. And I just think to myself, like, one, I can't believe that person violated my boundaries after I literally said, I didn't want to hug you or shake your hand. And also like the idea of, of not touching each other was so blasphemous (laughs) right before lockdown that it was just like almost offensive. And now it just, yeah, it just, it's going to be hard for us to get back to that place, but I think we all have like a different appreciation for it. I mean, the term skin hunger, I believe was coined during this time. And I remember when my mom first shared it with me, skin hunger. I just, I got chills. I literally just got chills again, like hearing that. And it just reminds you that we need each other so bad. And if anything that this year has taught us and what I know for sure is we need each other. And I try to think about that in all of the work that I do and and how is this like taking care of that need how are my needs being taken care of that way being like really communicative because we really don't have a choice like we just you got to you got to tell people how you're feeling you got to tell people when they hurt your feelings and Otherwise, you're just, we're just wasting time. I don't want
0: to waste time anymore. Let's take a second to talk about the importance of collagen. As we get older, our bodies naturally begin to produce less collagen, which is when the first signs of aging start to appear. I can attest to this personally. <laughs> this is where a collagen beauty complex comes in, a supplement vital to supporting the health of your skin, hair, nails, and connective tissues. It's the first collagen of its kind to feature red-orange complex Hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, and biotin, a winning combo formulated to support a more youthful appearance. Reimagine your journey to better health and glowing skin with Collagen Beauty Complex and consider it the refreshing supplement your happy hour and beauty routine have been missing. And guess what? Incorporating collagen into your everyday routine doesn't have to be boring. Offered in a variety of flavors, my personal favorite is strawberry lemonade. Sports Research Collagen Beauty Complex can be added to your favorite mocktail, water, or smoothie. Drinking enough water is a struggle for me, so I prefer adding it to my water bottle to encourage me to increase my daily water intake. Not only do I enjoy the taste, but the powder is easy to mix, and I see the difference in my hair and skin health. You can rest assured that Collagen Beauty Complex is third-party certified non-GMO verified and uses the best ingredients out there. We have a special offer for our work party listeners. If you go to sportsresearch.com and use the code party at checkout right now, you'll get 30% off site-wide. It's the perfect time to sample the entire College and Beauty Complex lineup. That's 30% off site-wide at sportsresearch.com slash party with code party at checkout. Thanks for listening. So what have you been doing in quarantine? So you obviously are doing your free writing in the morning. I've been following your, your workouts are great. I've been following those workouts that you've been doing and posting. Oh my gosh. But yeah, what, what's changed and like, what are you excited to bring with you?
1: I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to come into myself. I didn't know I would need this much time to find me because like you, I was, you know, I was taking over 150 flights a year and before lockdown, I was probably home for a total of five days. And I always knew I had to catch up with myself. I didn't know I was capable of routine, but there are a lot of things that I've learned. So like the process of my quarantine, you know, for the first couple of months, I was on a couch out. Like I I couldn't do anything. I was so unmotivated. I was so sad that I lost all my jobs. Mm. Like I had never really felt that way. We had, we had adopted two kittens that were so beautiful. Because we thought that we were gonna have one month off. It was so hilarious. But that was the best decision we made. Um, we actually lost one of them a few months ago to the cat version of coronavirus, which is so crazy. But anyway, you know, I went through that initial stage where I rearranged my whole apartment I started like organizing and doing all of that. I started watching things that like really were healing. I rewatched Avatar Last Airbender, Legend of Korra, and I did a lot of that like healing work where I just like needed to feel like I was being hugged all the time. But today, I'm so grateful to know like I'm in the mountains now, which has been really amazing. It's just a different, like different intention of work. We really prioritize how we spend our time. I'm not working all day, but I'm working really smart, which is amazing. I cannot believe I've been working out almost every day today. I worked out twice, which is bananas to me. (laughs) I didn't even know I was capable of this, but I started doing this thing called Army, which is really incredible. They used to be a boutique studio in the city and then they became virtual because of COVID, but they pivoted in a way that so much props to them because I've never seen a subscription like this before, but their coaching is mental coaching and it's skill building and they call you athletes and you focus on like learning new skills. And I realized that the problem, the reason I wasn't ever able to commit to exercise the way I wanted to was because my goals were always aesthetic-based and they weren't skill-based. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is that physical activity heals emotional trauma, even if you don't know what that emotional trauma is. And the reason you feel so good after a workout, besides like the endorphins and everything, is because like after I do the workout, I realize, oh my God, I can, like, you know, I can do this push. I've never been able to do a push up in my whole life. I can do this push up or I can do this move. And I get so excited that I want to do more and more and more. And then I apply that to everything else that I'm doing. And I figure out, like, where in my life is it cooking? Is it writing? Is it like I'm a writer but I've never in my life been a journaler because I've always been so paranoid to put things down on paper. And I don't know why I needed, the unlock that I had was realizing that the reason I'm afraid of putting stuff down and I only do it when I have like divine downloads is because I'm afraid that what I put down on paper isn't going to be good enough. But like good enough for who? That's not the point. That's not the point. You still have to do the work. If you're a writer, you still have to write every single day. So I've been doing that, and then I've just been having all these kind of downloads, and I just trust my method so much more. My method is heavily, always, like, has always heavily been based on intuition and intention, and I am so grateful that I realized that like you can work smarter, and I can still go to bed at eight thirty. That's when I go to bed. I go to bed at like 39 and it's just so great.
0: Oh my god! I mean, look, I go to bed at eight thirty nine too. My my husband makes fun of me. He's like, uh, some days on like weekends, he's like, it's like seven p.m. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> like, I just yeah. But like, are you a morning person? Yeah, I get up really early. There is a beauty
1: in the morning. Like, there's just something that is literal magic. Actually, in the morning, that just makes it. If I can get stuff done in early hours of the morning, I, I can do anything. I literally can do any that it changes my day like completely if I start things in the morning because it makes me feel like, and it's so funny because I don't know about you, but I realized like there were times uh, in the last year when I would when I would wake up at around like 4, 4.30. And when I would start my day at that time, somehow my day would go by so fast. And I'd be like, I still need more time. And I realized it was because I was being just so efficient and I was packing my schedule because I felt limitless, because I felt like I could do anything. And then the days that, you know, I still have days where I wake up like late for me and I'm just like oh. and I realize the day kind of goes by and I don't know which direction to take I mean it's very weird for me I I I guess I realized that routine is really important for me to feel not anxious and so I'm grateful for that I guess you know what maybe that's what I'm nervous about maybe I'm nervous about going back to if we do go back to like traveling the way that I used to travel and
0: having my shit together to do it Let's take a quick pause from today's episode to chat about Uber for business. Hey, we're living through unprecedented times. Many of us are grappling with both personal and professional struggles right now, which is why prioritizing employee and customer happiness is more important than ever. The tricky part is finding a simple yet effective way to do so when in-person interactions are limited. Well, look no further because there's a new Uber in town. It's called Uber for business, and it offers a solution to stand out to your customers or make employees feel more valued. Maybe you're struggling to keep your employees engaged during virtual meetings. Well, with voucher, for Uber for Business, you can add $20 to your team's personal Uber account so they can easily order meals through Uber Eats before the meeting. Or maybe you're looking for fresh ways for your business to grab customers' attention. Make them love your business even more by offering them a voucher for a free meal or ride when they make their first purchase or spend a certain amount. It's time to start delivering extra value to people who matter most to your business. Signing up for Uber for Business is free and vouchers are simple to send and to redeem. Your business will have total control over who receives them, when they expire, and what portion of the ride or meal you're gifting will be covered. Vouchers are shared via email or text and can be redeemed with a single tap. Best of all, you only pay for the rides the recipients actually take or the meals they actually order. Right now, Uber for Business is offering companies a $50 voucher credit when you spend your first $200 with vouchers. Go to uber.com slash workparty to learn more. That's uber.com slash workparty for a $50 voucher credit. Uber.com slash workparty, terms and conditions apply. Brand partners like Uber Business are how we keep WorkParty up and running. Show your support by giving them love too. Thanks for listening. And now let's get back to the show. To your point, I I think you're right. We'll travel smarter. We'll work smarter. I think geographically, there's going to be a shift as well. You know, to your point, you moved to the mountains. So many people I know are moving to, you know, whether it's Austin or this or like, yeah, Austin is really popular. up, Crazy. And then also now Miami's this new tech hub, but also, you know, people just moving to nature. Like truly I've seen people buying farms so I think like from a work perspective, I think we're going to see a fundamental shift in talent. I'm so grateful for that. I know people have their feelings about it, but you got to really trace back why
1: you feel that way, because I'm really grateful that people are going are moving to nature. And I also am really grateful that a lot of people, like almost majority of the people I know right now are starting families. And I'm not starting a family or anytime soon, I don't think, but... I was like, wow. So people are moving and people are starting to have kids in our, in our industry, in our space. That means that we are going to have to start setting expectations and setting up like work spaces and scenarios that are, you know, parent friendly or, um, that are flexible on like virtual or in person, or, you know, we're not like before this, Doing a Zoom meeting, like we would fly out to LA every single month for these meetings that totally could have just happened on Zoom, but it seemed like almost disrespectful or it took away from it. But now it's just like this is a norm. So I'm insanely grateful because I realized like our quality of life after all of this, inshallah, like we all get through this, you know, healthy and working again, hopefully, and all of that. But I am optimistic in that our quality of life is just going to shift and our priorities are going to shift. And you know, you're going to be able to travel wherever you want and have friends who are living there. Like we have created a space, we call it campus because we have like these cabins and we're ha- we're doing like brainstorm sessions out of here and stuff. And I'm, I cannot wait to like host retreats at our, our mountain and have people like come here so that they can recharge and, and get inspired. And it's a- such an honor to be
0: able to like have that totally agree. And I, I love that. And I, I think, I think that's like, this was the grand experiment. And if we can work remote and it worked, right. We were forced to make it work, but so many people ask me, they're like, so do you think events will ever come back and da da, da. And they I'm like, to. absolutely. Like you can't replicate the feeling of being a, the like, the, exactly. Having the energy of a thousand people who love the band you love, who are there to see the same speakers that are having the same experience as you together in one room. Like, you just can't. So I'm like, I think events are going to come back full force. And especially events like yours, because it was like a handful a year that everybody got so excited about
1: in their space. But also you will have virtual ones Mm -hmm. and it'll be like, you know, better for your business model and it will make it accessible to people who wouldn't have been able to come to the in-person, but you'll never, you can never replace in-person energy ever. We need each other. That's the whole point. We need each other. But we get get to be there
0: for each other through this medium as well. And I think that's really great. I agree. So you mentioned earlier that you launched your production company at your service. So congratulations on that. Can you tell us a little bit about the stories you're hoping to share through that platform Mm -hmm. and that production company? Totally. So at your service is really
1: great because it's kind of a hybrid of a production and consulting company. We get asked by brands a lot of times to be parts of campaigns, but they're always very intentional campaigns that are rooted in service and storytelling. And I have basically only been taking on partnerships that I get to be involved in the whole process because that's really important to me. So whether that means doing a workshop for the company internally and then working on the creative and then being a part of it in front front face because the story aspect is so important to me. And we realized that this, you know, this model was really working well. And also like we were just giving so much free advice to brands and and designers and friends and entrepreneurs and companies and stuff. And I realized, okay, we have this set of skills. And by we, I mean, my husband, who's my manager and I, we've been working together for almost five years now. And we work with brands on the consulting side of things and helping them figure out what their story is, helping them figure out what inclusion and equity really looks like in their companies and also on the production side we are producing my show podcast nor which i'm so excited about it is a guided storytelling uh, session and with just phenomenal people and also working finally on an investigative project around representation that i feel so passionately about and i'm even more excited about this. I'm not, I'm equally now excited about this, but it's so important to me because I haven't really delved into the investigative stuff since I did sold in America, which was the investigative series on the sex trade. And it was really important for me that the next investigative project I took on was one that really serviced like our country's needs and our nation's needs. And I kept, I've had this, project in mind for a really long time, but it finally came full circle on January 1st of this year. And it needed to marinate the way that it did because it's going to be so great. So we're producing that and um, partnering with another production company for that. And hopefully we were, we are going to start producing other shows and series and bringing on other people onto our team. And we just do intention-based storytelling through the lens of service. And I, I realized that it makes it a lot easier for us to work with people who are just really awesome and like good hearted people who, who need, who, who need the platform and need the resources to be able to elevate their stories and their voices. And that's what we get to do.
0: I love that. I'm so excited to see this new project. That sounds amazing. So what has kept you inspired and motivated to keep going even on like extremely challenging days
1: that I have no choice. <laughs>
0: yeah, truly. Um, Like, and I don't mean that in a
1: pessimistic way at all. I think that I have to, you know, live up to this company name at your service. And I, and it's a really great way to reset your intentions and asking, how am I being of service today to myself first and to, and then to others, I didn't really have a choice. I lost a bunch of, (laughs) I lost most of my jobs in 2020. And so I was like, cool. I'm going to have to pivot completely. How am I going to figure out how to pivot? What does that look like? And I'm so grateful that I had to do that. And I was put in that position because, you know, before even COVID, I was thinking I'm getting way too comfortable. I was like, I'm getting too comfortable. Opportunities just keep coming my way. I really need to, I need to feel that like fire to my feet again, because that's when I came up with the most incredible, like groundbreaking ideas. And I, I'm so grateful because now I have these groundbreaking ideas that I think are going to change the landscape of representation and storytelling. And I wouldn't have gotten it without this desperation.
0: I totally hear you and totally agree with you. And I think that's such an honest answer of like, I just have, I mean, I have no choice because I think it's interesting. We were playing, do you know the game? We are not strangers. Yeah, 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 I love them. So we were playing that game. And like, one of the questions was, what do you think the most stressful thing about my job is? And you know, everyone kind of went around or whatever. And people were like, well, I think it's like, you know, dealing with all like running a small business or this, that, the other. And I was like, no, and no one got it right. I was like, it's the stress of knowing how much people rely on me. Like people rely on me for their salaries. People rely on me for that. And I was like, "That so much relies on me. Like I'm the breadwinner in my household. You know, I take care of my, like, and when COVID hit, it was like all those things like on an avalanche. And you're like, and I have to show up every day and be like, we got this. And like, I was like, that is definitely the most stressful thing.
1: That is an out of body experience. And I saw how that impacted my mental health and my team too. Because it wasn't just about us being, you know, COVID, losing jobs and stuff. But every single person I know was losing family members and people were getting really sick and people were losing their jobs. Like, you know, I, I am so grateful that I work for myself and I didn't have to like go into a place because that, because I've already been in the minds, Adam and I both have already been in the mindset that, that we only have each other. We only have each other's bags. There wasn't a company that was going to, in fact, we were always having to put out money. So it was like, we were prepared in that way, but the people around us and the people that we were working with were going through their own things. And also I was so grateful that we had each other. There were so many people that I know that didn't have anybody in their household still are, you know, struggling with that skin hunger hunger. And it, it just puts so much into perspective because you realize there are going to be different ways that you're going to have to be there for the people on your team, there are also going to have to be different ways that you're going to have to pivot and different levels of compassion and empathy that you were going to have to maintain even when things are really hard. Because I went through, even with my own team, we went through an excruciating year, honestly, but we are like family and we are so close, but everybody on my team had been going through traumatic personal situations and it was just like yeah everyone's dropping the ball real hard and it's really impacting you know our livelihood and everything but it's not their fault you can't really blame anybody the only thing that you can do is you can control how you react and you can control what you're going to do to pivot and so survival mode has really been a gracious experience even though we've had to bear a lot more
0: Absolutely. Well, I am so excited to see what you're going to be doing without your service and podcast. Nora. Thank you. So definitely thank keep you. us posted on any and all those things. And we so appreciate having you on the podcast. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And thank you for having me on for more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to work party on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.